it's like on Twitter I said earlier, you know, I, in the time it took me to play Three Hopes, uh, I could have just... I haven't played the Xenoblade games because they're like 80 hours a piece um, baseline, and then I spent two, over 200 hours in Three Hopes. I, I honestly could have, in that time frame, beaten both the first and second Xenoblade game, and now be into the third. No. I don't, I don't think you would. I think you'd finish one and then be halfway through two, because you will find a way to do everything in the game possible before you beat the game. Then move on to the next one. Those, I, The first game alone, instead of 80 hours, you're probably pumping at about 120. I said over 200. Over just, 200. Just to make sure the quote the quote was over 200. Okay, I will rephrase then. You wouldn't make it to the third. You'd make it to all the first one and probably finishing the second one, but you would not make it to the third. Well, I mean, after I wholeheartedly believe this. After after finishing the second one, you know, naturally I would go to the third one. I'm just it, it could happen. It, it, it's it's not what you would do after beating it. It's what it's how long it would take for you to actually beat it with everything that it has to offer. Because you are a JRPG aficionado. You look for everything to do in the JRPG if it hasn't grossed you enough. And I think Xenoblade wouldn't gross you enough while you're while you're playing it. I think it would have a hold of you while you're playing it. I do need to play some sci-fi. I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, dumb, I'm quite dumb with fantasy for a little bit. I'm quite dumb with fantasy for a little bit. I, I would have said play Chrono Trigger, but I mean, but still have the same issue. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good to step away from that. I think, I, I think I'll finally sit down and play Stray finally, after buying it on day one and not playing. It's only seven hours long. And it's technically sci-fi, so. Not the same, except a friend gifted it to me, and I said I probably won't even play this for a while. The same friend, the same lovely person that got me Tunic that I have yet to play yet, because um, I, I'll explain it because it is what I've been playing. Yeah, no, no, I, I get you. I've been playing Tunic. I get you. A, a, a same, same. I felt that recently. I was like, you know what? I got, I kind of had to fix though, so I'm, I don't know what to say. Um. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome everyone to the VG Weekly Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30pm-ish Central and Thursday at 8pm-ish Central Time. We come to you live with our collection of this week's biggest gaming news, host topics, and what we've been playing right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That is twitch.tv slash c-l-o-s-p. Please remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming and one free monthly twitch sub for any channel we'd love to be that channel for you but if not i mean you're just trifling at this point i mean we say this every fucking week that we're here we would love to be the channel for you help us grow help us flourish help us get that sweet sweet amazon money but if you don't wanna i mean okay fine give it to someone who won't be grateful for you just go no one else is gonna notice you but us okay having vivid memories of Henry and the Hendersons. <sighs> no, Harry and the, Is it Harry and the Hendersons? I don't know. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. When, when John Lithgow was telling him, go, get out of here. We don't want you. Go away. <laughs> I didn't even know that was from that, to be honest. That was all me. <laughs> Oh. That was a Ultima, baby. Anyway, I am one of your hosts. I am the deranged voice man himself, Ultima of at Ultima JV Death on Twitter and Twitch. And with me, as always, the host with the most, the man with a lot more free time on their hands, the man clad in green, the one whose name rhymes, well, it is P. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Celos P. But of course, you can always call him P. So Harry and the Hendersons, 1987, described as an American fantasy comedy. Interesting. Excuse me? Interesting. Like, I would have just considered, like, a, a, a monster comedy, I guess. But, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I would not have chosen that descriptor of a American fantasy comedy. Huh. All right, then. John Lithgow, I love you. Where were we? Uh, we Where we are. This is episode 20 on a Tuesday 
August 9th, 2022. We're here talking about some video games. And on the lineup, we got some news about Square Enix talking about looking for sales stakes. Uh, we got Microsoft freeing up some Xbox Series S memory. We got Multiverses getting a big overhaul. And Arc System Works wanting to be less passive with IB collaborations. But of course, before we get into any news stories that tickle our fancy, we always got to ask the questions. P, I got one for you. Why do you have so much free time now? Uh, yeah, so about that. Uh, here's the thing. Um, uh, one, I need time because I've got to pull up the trailer. Uh, two... You... Hey, not not my trailer, your trailer. We're not going to talk about my thing too long. But I have more free time because I finally fucking did it. It happened. I beat the second route of the three routes in Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes. The Golden Deer is done. It is over. And once again, it has proven... No one else in this game makes sense but Edelgard. Long live my emperor. These, you should these really just are... call it two hopes because you're never going to play that third route. We don't play cops here. The only reason we can still play sleeping dogs here is technically that's a cop undercover. So not really. You say we, you mean you. You mean you. As I say in this house. In this house. In, you can't see house. where I'm pointing because... The, the camera isn't on tonight because it was kind of hot, so I didn't do it. Um, anyway, that was me. So I have more free time. We ended at uh, oh, like 190-something hours, 180-something hours. So not counting. Sometimes I had to go back to redo things, something like that nature. Probably like 200 over. Um, but yeah, that was the time frame. And once again, that's going to be the only two because we don't play cops here. Ultima, what have you been playing? Right. So, uh, hey... While I was on my small hiatus of streaming, which it's now over, I'm back streaming, but I'll talk about that when we're doing our plugs, uh, I decided, you know what, what's a game I have that I probably wasn't going to stream in the first place, and I saw this neat game that we were all just cheering about when we heard it at last year's E3. Sorry, last year's game with the devs. It's a little game called Death's Door, and me being Ultima JV Death... It already piqued my interest by name alone, but also because <laughs> burp, burps, you get you, you get to play as as a crow burp, walking around slash thing as a tiny burp. Listen, it is a fun game if you like uh, old style Zelda games like Link to the Past, Minish Cap, like the two D top down games. You're gonna like this. This is uh, more isometric on an angle type deal, but it is a very very fun action adventure game. Uh, a very fun roguelike game where you are trying to basically do your job as one of the small little crows trying to steal souls, but then someone's like, hey, nah, I need your soul to open this big fucking door where my soul went into. Otherwise, I'm going to grow old and die, and I don't want that. So this dude ropes you in and is like, you know what? Do my job, and then we can both be free of this curse. And I'm like, fucking fine. Great, there are three huge souls that try to um, escape death, clear them out, and we're free. And in all honesty, this game is very, very clever on, one, how it teaches you, two, how it shows you where to go, three, how very, there's these things that it, don't, it doesn't tell you what to do. Like, there are these small emblems on the ground, and I would never knew that I could just do a small, like, a, a dropping attack, one of those, like, stomping attacks. And that you would just go underground. It's like fucking Mario Sunshine where you had like these tubes underground that you can just... Fuck, I didn't know that. And throughout the entire game, I didn't know that. So I missed out on a, a few bits of treasure. But um, overall, this game, while fun, it is difficult. Don't get me wrong, it is difficult. I've died a good number of times playing this game. And the first time you die, it'll, it actually scared me. Because if you die, the screen will just... It'll, it'll kind of zoom in a bit and then just the word death shaking the screen just... Boom. Fucking, it scared me, but I knew what was coming after after all of that, and um, it took me about two days to beat this game. It is yeah. not that long. The the first step it, it does have that whole animation that just kind of like thunks the you died. Yeah, huh? I, I just remember that. Yeah, yeah, it does the same thing when you first meet Death. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's a funny I, dude. Oh. I I love Death. Take that out of context if you will. I love Death. Uh, but um, yeah, the game. It's short. You you could potentially beat it in a day. It took me two because I still have hand injuries and also I have a job. Yeah. 
a demanding job. Fuck them. But um, aside from that, game is really good. Really fucking uh, crisp movements, fluid. I have my own issues with the trigger placement. So I play on a controller, obviously. I don't do mouse and keyboard. Again, hand issues. And one of my issues with the game's controls is uh, to use your certain abilities like the bow and arrow, the bomb, the grappling hook, the fire. Uh, you have to press the left trigger and then the shoot button, which I remapped to my other trigger. And you can't just keep holding the left trigger if you want to keep doing the same thing over and over again. You have to hold to aim, shoot, and then let go both if you want to do it again. And that fucked me up towards the end where I got the hook shot because I was trying to speedily hook shot to different areas because I was getting chased or I was trying to avoid oncoming objects. And it killed me a few times because I'm like, fuck, no, wait, no, shit, no, go, fucking grab the thing, grab the thing now. And I just, I kept dying. Uh, but that's, it's a very small issue and it's human error. It is human yeah. error. Otherwise, this game, very, very good, made by Devolver, the lovely people at Devolver. And I believe it is on sale right now for 10 bucks as I go check Steam. Basically, what I'm saying is it is worth the time. It is honestly worth the, I be, yeah, the twenty that it's not is not on sale. My bad. It just got out of sale. Something else is on sale though. It is worth the twenty that that is worth, in my opinion. It is definitely worth the twenty bucks. Absolutely. And and the music, the music is beautiful. Oh my god! If you can get the soundtrack while getting this game, oh, I highly implore you to do it. Oh, it is just Chef's kiss. Also. The writing is pretty funny. They crack a lot, yeah. uh, a few jokes here and there, but those jokes are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Again, that was a contender for Game of the Year for me last year. I don't know what I actually gave it to at this point anymore. Um, but uh, was, Game of the Year? Yeah, for me last year. It was you know a contender what? for me. Let, let's, go, uh, let's go to the Game Awards section, because, hell, I need to know as well. I think we all uh... know what was Game of the Year. See here. Uh, well, I mean, it's personally my my own ranking. Oh yeah, your your personal thing. Yeah, because I I believe, uh, I believe it was a nominee. I think it was. I think it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Deserving. It takes so. two. It takes two was game of the year for twenty twenty two. However, I believe if I try to look for best indie game, best best narrative, it's not in there unfortunately. Uh, best performance, best ongoing, community support, best fighting. Where the fuck are you, indie games? Come on. Come on. Action game. Actually, I, I believe it would also be an action game, too. Yes. I was technically a Zelda. I was technically a Zelda. True. True. But it wasn't. Returnal be- did win that one, though. What? Uh, best action. Oh, yeah. Returnal was, was, was a good action game. I'll give it that. I I personally never went back to it. It just wasn't my thing. Um, it wasn't but... even nominated. What? Best debut indie. That's all I got. No, it was not nominated. It wasn't even oh. on there. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Big ripperoni. Wait, this. Did wait? Fuck. I'm stupid. I'm looking at 2021. This game came out at what during 2022, correct? No, 2021. It came out 2021. Yeah, July, no, it just July 20th, 2021. Oh, then yeah. Okay, it, it well, I mean, anything. Either you know, way, we, it was—it's a good game. We all know yes, no, we will praise it. We will praise we, it. We all know Geoff is in uh, big um. What is it? Sony? Uh, someone else? Someone's pocket. We all know Geoff's in someone's pocket. Geoff Keeley. Kegley. The Fed himself. The the Fed himself. But what I'm trying to say is, it's a wonderful game. If you got twenty bucks, play it. It's really fun, uh, and it it it, it, it is also challenging. It, it, it's a little challenging. There's no difficulty settings. If if you wondering what a modern two uh, D Zelda would look would look like, this is it. Tunic. <laughs> well, that too. Tunic <laughs> as well. But this is this came out first, so we're gonna say this as well. Uh, both, but you know, I'm just saying. Play this. Just, just play it. Just play it. Yeah. 
If you like birds, play it. If you like death, play it. If you like witty banter, play it. If you like wonderful whimsical music, play it. Just, just there is little reason to not play it unless your shit broke or you, I, don't, I, you have a PC that's underpowered. I would say that the only reason I did not go back and get the perfect, perfect ending was just for the fact that I had played it for so long in in the two goes that it took me to beat it that I was like, okay. I need to step away. I need to not do this or I'll be here all day because I, I, I feel like the final thing I had to do would have been a bit strenuous for me. It's like, no, I, I have to let go. I have to move on. I am missing one sapling to get the secret ending. I think and that's it, the case. And this is my first run. I'm also only missing one sapling and I don't know where it is and I'm not going to look for it because that'll take me a whole fucking day to just scan every fucking area on foot. I love you, Death Store, but I'm not going to go fucking crazy for one sapling. That's true. That's true. I respect it. I respect it. All right. With that, All we'll right. go ahead and we will let go of what we've been playing for this week and we will move on to this week's gaming news. First up, let me get the document. Uh, First up, we're going to be talking about Square Enix has reportedly confirmed it's looking to sell stakes in its studios. This is Chris Skellion at the VGC. Square Enix wants guys. to sell stakes in some of its... Oh, we really love you this week, because believe me, I pulled from you a lot. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Square Enix wants to sell stakes in some of its development studios to improve capital efficiency, reported. The publisher held a conference call on Friday to discuss its most recent financial results, and following the call, Japan-based analysis David Gibson took to Twitter to summarize its plans. According to Gibson, the sale of Crystal Dynamics and Eidos to Embracer Group was Phase 1 of Square Enix's plans, and Phase 2 will be diversification of studio capital structure. Rising development costs for, of making games means that 100% owned studios means with 100% owned studios, they need to be selective and concentrate resources, which limit expansion, Gibson wrote. As such, Gibson the publisher will be... Do is weird. I'm sorry? Gibson, your right sentence is weird. A little bit, yeah. As such, the publisher will be doing a studio portfolio review. He added, some studios remain 100% while others will change equity method or joint venture. Using big words, I'm not smart enough for it. Gibson explained, adding that Square Enix will also look to explore to, ex to, explore to expand the studio portfolio. Gibson, give me a comma, please, for the love of God. Um, according oh, to hey, Gibson's, <laughs> according to Gibson's reporting on the call, the biggest impact is on EU US studios around large titles, and that the changes mean Square Enix will be able to allocate resources mainly to Japan to Japan titles. I think we should have been saying Japanese titles there. Oh, I mean, you know what? We're getting picky. So okay, yeah, literally we every time you begin with a sentence, so there should be a comma there. That is basic structure. Okay, I'm sorry. And it's, so Square Enix is looking to sell stakes in its studios to others to improve capital efficiency. Gibson summarized: Right when others like Sony, etc., are buyers, I would expect Sony, Tencent, Nexon, etc., would be interested. I can't stop seeing that. Okay, Gibson also noted that in his I mean, estimation... Point, I'm going to just blame Chris Scullion. Love you, homie, but uh, structure. I, okay. Uh, Gibson also noted in his estimates... Estim ah, Lord, I'm losing in my ability to read. Um, In his but, estimation... Breath, if you got water, drink it real quick. Square Enix's decision is extraordinary because the publisher should have more than enough money to meet its needs without having to sell stakes in its existing studios. Square Enix capitalized game dev cost on are currently running at $840 million, he wrote. But post the Crystal Dynamics IDO sale, the company will have $1.4 billion in cash and zero debt, which is plenty to fund expanded game investments and not sell down stakes in its studios. Following the conference call, the publisher's share price rose at the time of writing is currently 11% higher than its price when the market closed yesterday. So just for some reference on there, this was originally written on the 5th of August. It is the 9th. I put this article together last night on the 8th, and there was not an update on that cost. So just to give you all some reference. Skipping ahead a little bit to the end. Later that month, Square Enix indicated that it intended, that it intended to establish and or acquire 
New Game Studios was suggested that the company intends to pursue a different direction more closely aligned with its latest company goals. The President Square Enix stated in April that the company's Japanese studios shouldn't try to make games aimed specifically at Western gamers. In an interview with Yahoo Japan, Yosuke Matsuda explained that while it's vital that Square Enix's games sell well on a global scale, it would be a mistake if its Japanese developers tried to imitate their Western style of games. Square, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck y'all doing most of the time, but I will agree with that last part of that is what I want. I don't want Japanese game designers to be copying Western game design. If I wanted that, I would play literally. I would literally just pay Western games. If you wanted this, you'd be looking for games from Microsoft or even no, games like, from Bethesda. Oddly enough, even Sony, because most of their big studios are in the West at this point. Which is odd to say, but yeah, it's the word the big money is. Like I just, I'm very, again, Square Enix confuses the shit out of me with how they run their business. I I never know what the fuck is going on with these people. They are just really fucking weird, especially if they have no debt. What the fuck? Like honestly, while you were reading this, I had absolutely no idea. When I read this earlier, choosing what story I wanted to read, I had no idea what the fuck I was reading. Yeah, I really don't understand anything about this, and not just saying that because I don't know the intricacies of this whole uh, of the, of a game company trying to score its debts and trying to make money. I just don't understand what the fuck Square Enix does. Yeah, aside from big games, like there are rumors that have kind of been substantiated in the past week or so, or I think maybe two weeks ago when we covered the story before, saying that they probably are looking to go ahead and be bought by a group like Sony. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like. Why do you want to be bought if you're not doing... They had so many good games when they had the Western Studios, but never want to consider any of them, like, mainstream success. They apparently have no debt, and now they're still trying to cut costs even more. Like, I just on, on don't top of understand that, the game plan. released gaming studios. They released three major studios. Yeah, I just... I don't get it. Like, I'm happy the idea behind them is to not try and imitate Western games. Again, that is always a good thing. I want the diversification in game design. I'm not scared of AAA uh, uh, developers all going under AAA uh, publishers. I said that right. I'm not scared of AAA developers going under AAA publishers for the sake of I still can decide whether or not I even want to play those games. Everybody else in the mainstream wants to do that. That's their choice. It's their goddamn wallet. Do what they want. But so long as I still have my indie devs, or so long as I have my not Western devs making other game options for me, I'm fine because that's where I am at this point in my time in my life. You know, like I still have that variety. I still have that dis- that uh, distinction. I still have that option to play whatever I want, and I want that to keep growing. The best way to fight that kind of consolidation theory is to go ahead and have developers making games that means something and have their expertise in their viewpoint and their design philosophy. Not, not the worry I have so much of like unifying game structure. Like, and what? No, I'm just saying, man, Square Enix just needs to get its shit together. Cause I also think part of this is that they're not as successful as they want to be. Yeah. Even though they're pretty successful, they're not at what they perceive themselves as successful. Yeah, like I Which just, is I, very common for Japanese working eth- ethics, mm-hmm. but goddamn, they need to know when to just pull back a little bit on the reins. You know that that's a good point. That's honestly a good point. I didn't even think about that in the entirety of this because it's it's just weird. Like like you were kind of saying on there, I don't know what they want. Like who do they want to be? Honestly, like have they just been working all these years to then be bought? Are they just looking at all this consolidation happening across the globe and like? Hey, hey, do that to us too. Like, part, I don't get part it. of me, part of me wants to say that it's seeing what other big companies are doing, like an Activision Blizzard, like a Insomniac, to where they see big companies like Microsoft and Sony buying out other uh, companies to critical and financial success, whereas they themselves are successful. As we see, they have zero debt, and the company's sale is at one point four billion. But that's not where they want to be. 
they want to be bigger. They want to be bought because they want to be at that success where everyone else is. Basically, they want to fit in where the, with the rest of the gaming world instead of doing their own thing, which has been successful to some degree. They are concerned with other things around them than with what than what they're doing themselves. It also kind of explains a lot of the live service titles that they're doing recently, like a Babylon's Fall, like Avengers, like uh, I believe what Midnight Suns is also Square Enix. Yeah, but not live service. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> and that they're just doing a too. lot of shit. They're just doing a lot of shit that other people are doing to where a lot of their other games have made have have were huge successes. But to them, they don't see it that way. They they see themselves as uh, if we're not doing the same thing as them, but better, we are not as best as we could be. At least that is what I am speculating on. Do not take my word as law. Do not say that I am right or wrong. I, it's just my own opinion. This is how I'm seeing it. I think weirdly than others. Just grain of salt, people. Grain of salt. Grain Actually, salt. let me re- let me correct myself on there. Uh, Square Enix is not the ones behind Marvel's Midnight Suns. It actually is 2K games. So just okay, to, my bad. Yeah, my bad. developers are Fire Access and uh, Virtuos. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I kind of, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. The next time we'll talk about Square Enix, honestly, because at this point they're just kind of weird. Like I'm just waiting for the big thing to kind of just drop. Of like, well, this was the plan all along. At this point, like it just seemed, it's just kind of baffling to me to keep covering stories about them. And just not understanding where the goal is here, you know? They are lash they're like they're lashing out. They're yeah. lashing out, trying to do what they're trying to do, making some headway just so we can get publicity onto them. And if something sticks, that's where they're gonna go with. And honestly, I would say keep covering it just because we need a fucking roadmap at this point, because goddamn, I need to know what's happening with them. What the hell is it? Uh, Charlie Day and the fucking conspiracy meme. Yeah, that's gonna be the us at the end of the end of the this fucking story, whatever it turns into. It's that's it's gonna be gonna me be, at the very least. It's gonna be us by twenty twenty three, the beginning of twenty twenty three. Let's see what happens. All right then. All right. Speaking of big companies, hey Microsoft. You know those guys, the other company that has a console that. I believe is also sold out, but no one is really talking about it because people are talking about, oh, but PS5, I need my PS5. Well, Microsoft is freeing up Xbox Series S memory to improve graphical performance. This is from Jordan Midler over at the lovely VGC, the Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft has issued a new Xbox software dev kit to partners, which frees up hundreds of additional megabytes of memory for the Series S games, potentially to be relocated to graphical performance. As spotted by The Verge, a new video has uh, that has been circulated to developers who've received the software update claims that it gives developers more control over memory, which can improve graphic performance in memory-constrained conditions. The Xbox Series S is Microsoft's budget current, uh, sorry, Microsoft's budget current gen console, which runs the same titles compatible with the more powerful Series X, but typically at a lower 1080p resolution. Quote, we addressed an issue where graphics uh, virtual addresses, yeah, where graphics virtual addresses were being allocated considerably slower than non-graphics uh, virtual addresses, continued the video. This will now allow the Xbox Series S to take advantage of Microsoft's recent advancements in memory management, quote, without negatively affecting graphics performance, it adds. VGC's network partner Digital Foundry discussed earlier this year that some developers were struggling with adapting games to the lower spec of the Xbox Series S hardware. However, other games such as Forza Horizon 5 boast incredibly impressive performance for a $299 machine. $299 machine, pardon me. The Xbox Series S has no... It's also proved sales uh, to be at a sale. Yeah, sorry, let me rewind and let me restart because I'm being an idiot. The Xbox Series S has also proved to be a sales hit, with the console being the most popular machine during 2021's Black Friday sales. Elsewhere, a new preview being tested from today will let some Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members share their membership with multiple users. Basically, Xbox Series S is getting a much-needed buff. Is getting a buff. I mean, I'm all for it. Make make the budget console that much more powerful. Yeah, I think it. 
I think it's only uh, helping the rumors of like having a new budget series be the next update in hardware that much more likely. And hey, I'm all for it. Like, let's go. Like making an that. actual budget console and not hey, here's a console that can eat discs. Hey, here's a console that can't eat discs for a hundred dollars less. I'm looking at you, Sony. No, I'm saying. I'm just saying, folks. I, trust me. Uh, let's just let's just take a look at it real quick. I, I'm gonna be petty. Hold on. Hold on. Be petty. Be petty. Be petty. In, in all fairness, when it comes to Sony and Microsoft, we kind of just take Microsoft's side, even though we say we hate corpse. Like between the two evils, we take Microsoft's side a lot, folks, and rightfully so. A Blu-ray CD drive, USB external is like $70 on Amazon. By Sony? You know, we're not going to get into names here, but... Um, <laughs> it's also important that Sony also makes DVD players, too. Look, I'm, I'm just saying, having a Blu-ray drive is not that impressive. It's, it's not, not that impressive. <laughs> um, Though it is the best uh, form of viewing media. This is true. Folks, support your digital. We got stories about licenses happening with anime tomorrow on Weeaboo that uh, you may want to tune into because we had some changes happen there. But um, oh, good plug. In, in terms of like this, I mean, yeah, like I said, I I still want a series that's supposed to be my like travel companion. I have a con at the end of the month that I'm gonna be at that I would like to, you know, I'll take my ex, sure, like I always do because it's manageable and everything. But if I could just have my a Series S, plug it in a little bit, load some games up there, and take that as my hotel or travel thing, why not? Because again, I'll say it before and I said I'll say it again. Um, I like the the uh, growth we're seeing in portable games, absolutely, but I just don't really play games on the go like I used to. I'm just I'm just not that I'm not that young man no more. I just want to get to my spot and get comfortable, and that's it. Like if I'm traveling. I'm not going to be playing games on the fucking plane. I'm not going to be playing games on, you know, waiting terminal. I want to be asleep or hating myself. As God intended. Where am I going to play games? My hotel room. What I want for my hotel room is the goddamn Series S. Plug it in and go. Let's go. Like, so, yeah, uh, this this makes me happy. Out of context, that sentence. I got a con later this month, and I want to take my ex. I'm sorry. That's fucking set me. <laughs> I said Series X, but I mean, I had, I did not hear Series. I just heard I want to take my X. That's all I heard. Look, I'm hoping that was a Discord issue. Look, God, I, that was hilarious. We have stated several times since we started this show the therapy is working. I'm not there anymore, but I have been there in the past, probably. We're not there we're, anymore, okay, folks. We're, 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 we're backwards therapy. We're not going to talk about that. We're he, uh, we're healing. We're like, healing out here. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, also, just again, a budget console, a console that is two hundred and ninety nine dollars, three hundred dollars. That is how much a PS4 and a, an Xbox One cost at the at sorry a year after its launch, and have, being able to play Xbox Series X games on a Series S for that much money is a fucking steal, and it's also I believe half the cost or almost half the cost of a PlayStation Five digital version. I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> get, just, get a Series X, help yourself. Save I'm, money I'm, in I'm your th wallet. I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about getting that second Xbox controller and customizing it. I keep I keep looking at their the, the design labs, so I just, I don't know. How, how much will that cost you? Trick question, cheaper than a PS5. Anyway, sure. multiverses. Let's talk about that game. The, the 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 big the newest game that's sweeping the nation, and in all honesty, is really fucking fun. And uh, I streamed earlier. This is my own plug. I streamed earlier. I streamed that game, and goddamn, I had fun. Multiverse is getting a big overhaul of its hit detection system. This is again from Chris Schoolian over at the lovely VGC. Hey y'all, shout us out once in a while. Multiverse's sorry, Multiverse's hit detection will be getting a quote big overhaul it's game director confirmed today tony <sighs> i'm gonna butcher the last name i'm just not gonna say it i'm not gonna i don't want to offend just tony h 
Tony H tweeted about a new online only update that had been update that had been added to the game, which fixes bugs uh, affecting certain moves for Jake and Tom and Jerry. One follower replied by asking if Finn would be getting a nerf in the future, claiming his move seemed to break through opponents' defenses too easily. A, uh, Tony H replied that Finn would be getting tweaked, but that it, they would take place in phases because the team was working on a larger overhaul of the hit detection system. Quote, we'll be looking at Finn in sections, Tony H said. We are working on a big overhaul of our hitbox, hurtbox system, so we don't want to make too, we don't want too many moving parts, which is fair. And I'll get to that in a bit. Hitboxes and hurtboxes are two, are the two essential components of a fighting game's hit detection mechanics. A hitbox is an invisible box that is created when a character performs an attack and shows the range of space the attack covers, while a hurtbox is another invisible box which sits on top of the character and determines where they can be hit. If the character performs an attack on their hit and the hitbox overlaps an opponent's hurtbox, the attack lands. By making either one or both of these boxes smaller, it becomes harder to land attacks because overlaps are less likely. Uh, an overhaul to the hitbox and hurtbox system, then, such as the one being planned for in multiverses, would make it easier to either sorry would make it either easier or harder to hit opponents depending on how the boxes are altered. I'm gonna just uh, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me bitch real quick about Finn. Um, Your thing. It's all skill based. It really is just skill based. You, if you're bitching about Finn as a character, either you are not good at the game, or you are playing in a pond that is out of your league. And in all honesty, I have played Finn players today. You can go catch my stream. I've played Finn players. I I got my ass beat by a buddy of mine who was a Finn player. And that was the only time a Finn beat me. Everything else, I was whooping ass. But it's it's really just skill-based. As far as Finn's character goes, I can't say his hitboxes are a little bit... Sorry, his hurtboxes are a little bit on the smaller side, at least compared to, like, a Superman, a tank. Um, but if we're talking about game-breaking, no. That is completely... Uh, on the person that is playing Finn, because you could also have uh, like like right now, I believe the the quote unquote meta of multiverses is a lot of people in the competitive scene are playing, at least in two v twos, are playing Velma and Bugs a lot. There are a lot of Velma and Bugs in two v two scene. In the one v one scene, I can't help but notice that there are a lot, a lot of Shaggies. And today I fought like three fins, not counting my buddy. So it's all skill based. If you're complaining about nerfing Finn, bro, that is that's that is most likely you. I'm sorry. That is most likely you and your you just get better. I'm not trying to be an asshole and say get good, but like seriously, just train. Just try to go around Finn. Read Finn. Read how players uh work with Finn. You got two knockouts for a reason. One knockout for getting your ass beat in the second one to learn. Just learn how to play the game. Learn your opponent, and don't bitch about a character if they're beating your ass. If you're talking about the hurt boxes being small on Finn, that's fair. He does have uh his hit boxes are kind of uh, sorry, not hit boxes. I keep mixing up. Their hurt boxes are a bit small in comparison, at least from what I've seen. But it's not that big of a deal, especially if you're playing a character like Harley, like Arya, who are rushdowns, or if you're playing someone like Soups that has very very hard hitting combos as well as a fucking grab. Uh, either way, like I'm, I'm on our tangent, but what I'm trying to say is this big overhaul is going to be great, and hopefully it does more justice than good, and hopefully these people can understand that, um, yeah, no, they, they don't need to really work on characters as much right now. Them saying that we, we're going to work on Finn later or in sections, probably best move they're doing right now. Because uh, overall, hit and hurt boxes, got to take priority, because that, that is the bread and butter. That is the foundation of a fighting game. P, before I continue rambling. Um, how do I put this? I'm happy that, from what I've seen on here, this is like just constantly the story of multiverses, of the developers are not stopping. Like, they are responding to everything. They are live, they are active, they are just going, going, going on here. Take care. Of, like, just updating and listening to feedback and responding back. Like the fact they said, yeah, we're probably not going to go ahead and update this character in the way you're thinking as of right now. Not because we don't hear you, 
but because we already see like a general uh, situation we want to deal with at, as a whole. So we're not going to go character by character. We're going to go to the actual systems themselves. So we make sure we're making a proper game. They also added with the fact that they were even able to make the call of, oh, we're getting positive feedback, but we're going to delay season one for the sake of, we think we can get it that much better before the official season starts. It's like, okay, that that amount of communication and everything, if they keep it up, they got a real winner here. Like, I see people really loving Versus. I really do. Oh, it's it may not get to the stream numbers that, you know, Smash and all that might have gotten for the, you know, at start, but I mean, that's pretty obvious considering the lineage of Smash, but the fact that people are actually talking about it, the fact that they had a decent number of views and presentation at Evo this past weekend when I was watching it, like, it's all good stuff. Again, my only big thing against um, Multiverse, not even against it, just, you know, a thing I wish was different, was the fact that the main stake is not a 1v1, but a team-based thing. That's because I don't really like team-based fighters, personally. But, like, I still want to play. I still have yet to play it, though. I've still yet to actually get my hands on it, because I've been doing other things. But hopefully in the near future, absolutely. But again, this kind of communication, so good to see. This is how you know something may be coming of this, something good, something new, something needed. Not to take away from any of that, but Multiverse is, is in its beta in all technicality. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense as to why they are this uh, receptive, this hands-on with people and taking as much criticism as they can. Um I'm gonna still reserve judgment because once the game comes out, all hands are off, uh, like all bets are off. But also, uh, it's a smaller company like Warner that I don't believe they're as active, uh, at, at least not recently or as far as I know. Oh, believe me, Warner's got some questionable hurts going on right now. So <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the other end. That's the other side of the entertainment yeah. spectrum. Yeah, we're talking video games. We're not talking DCEU. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, multiverses keep up the great work. I'm digging your game. I'm probably gonna stream it again soon. Uh, and uh, Harley Harley Quinn, don't touch them, please. They're perfect. Just leave them alone, please. For the love of God. Yep. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Up to you, P. <laughs> Fight. Uh. Oh yeah. So. Next story. I should get back up then. Uh, uh, Arc System Works wants to be less passive with IP collaborations. We don't normally do day of stories on the show, but when I heard this drop earlier today, I was like, nah, we're, me and Ultima are covering this. Me and Ultima, this is ours. This is not going to be a Thursday thing. Um, Please, but yes, yeah, this is uh, Mitchell Saltzman and Logan Plant at IGN. Arc System Works creatives uh creates some of the best fighting games in the business from dragon ball fighters to guilty gear strive to the recently i'm sorry bridget new character oh yeah uh to the recently released dnf duel there's no shortage of great fighting games coming from the studio however beyond the recognizable titles like dragon ball fighters the studio's offerings are relatively niche when you travel outside of the hardcore fighting game audience especially in the West. Our system works CEO, Minaru uh, Kidukawa, oh, no, uh, Kiduka. Kiduka, yeah, thank you, wants to change that. At EVO 2022, IGN spoke with Kiduka, uh, Kiduka, who said that in the past, our system works has been very passive with regards to collaborating with other IPs. <clears throat> with IP holders... Kidoka, my bad. Kidoka? Kidooka. Oh, Kidooka, okay, Kidooka, okay. Yeah, my bad. With IP holders being the ones coming to them with the offers of collaboration, Kiroka wants to change that attitude moving forward. Specifically, oh no, no I'm sorry. Moving forward, Kiroka said the studio plans to be less passive in pursuing partnership opportunities. Specifically, Kiroka wants Arc System Works to create games that will resonate with Western audiences. Whether that means licenses with global appeal like Dragon Ball or working with franchises that originated in the West remains to be seen. We need to expand fighting game communities through IP, Kiroka told IGN. In the future, if we have such an opportunity, we are actively pushing to collaborate with new IP owners. In the long run, Kiroka's dream is to develop a new Arc System Works IP planned and developed in the U.S. Damn! Beyond Dragon Ball, Arc System Works has collaborated with a number of different IP owners. In the past, working on games featuring Grand Blue, Persona, One Piece, and more. But the next step for the studio could be partnering with companies 
to create new fighting games featuring characters with great, West, with great Western appeal. However, even with the widened focus on partnerships, Arc System Works isn't leaving its original franchise behind. Guilty Gear Strive is still early in its life cycle, and as for Blaze Blue, I have a plan, said Akito Oka. His first priority is expanding Guilty Gear Strive, but beyond that, he is also constantly thinking about new generations of fighting games, and Blaze Blue could be part of that. He also said that the Blaze Blue IP has a lot of possibilities in genres other than fighting games as well. By the way, you're all welcome for me saying Blaze Blue correctly. All of you. Yep. I know it's driving you insane. You're welcome. It drives me insane too. But damn, this is everything you want to hear. This is everything you want to hear. Give me more of a right system. Give me Marvel. Or from Arc System, honestly. Uh, so I've, I've voiced my opinion on fighting games, at least for Dragon Ball fighting games, on my own shit for a while. I always wanted something like Budokai 3, and I know I'm going to get some flack for that. If Arc System could do something where Budokai 3, i.e. I. not an assist fighter, but like a one-on-one -on -one bout with the same roster as Tenkaichi 3 and like the same type of story mode as Budokai 3, you can easily hit a Western audience like that. Because Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball transcends uh, cultural boundaries. Like, bro, you, you go to any Latin American country and you say Dragon Ball, they're going to know what you're talking about. It's like Mario. Some people might have never heard of Mario, but once you say it, like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Um, otherwise, I don't know. That, that, that's got to be weird because I've, with shit like multiverses coming out, it's like, what could you expect from Arc System to do for a Western audience? Like, what series, what following could you think for them to do that might captivate Western audiences? Um, it, for me, it, it honestly is like Marvel. Like, and not as a team assist. Like, people have been wanting a new Marvel game with fighters and all that. You're not getting MVC back. The contracts are too weird. It's too odd. The way that infinite, uh, infinite flopped and everything. This is not happening again, folks. It really isn't. So, but people still want that Marvel fighter. And that would have great Western appeal. I want to see that other side of the coin. We already have Injustice for the DC and everything in the Netherrealms. We do not need another Western comic IP fighting game that is made in the style of Netherrealms. That has already been done. But we do, this would be amazing. Having a group like our system doing a Marvel fighter, please one v one. That would be amazing. I actually had when the story broke earlier. I had someone else's podcast. They mentioned uh, Star Wars, and I was like, That'd you know good. what? I could see that. I could definitely do that. And people keep talking about, oh yeah, then you know they're gonna make it anime. It's like, motherfucker, have you seen? Y'all don't I obviously don't know fucking Arc Systems Works actual art style because it's not just anime as shit. Like it, it's an honestly hard, very difficult, insane way they go ahead and put their art into their games. Where that there's a reason that despite the fact it's a 3D fighter, they don't do art alt uh costumes. Again, look up the video from like twenty fifteen at this point of how they went ahead and did the art style for uh Strive. No no for um Exerd. Go to your Exerd yep. and how they kept using it. There's a reason there are no actual alt costumes for that. And it's amazing. Like, I, I want to see more and more of that definitely happening. I think that would be the only drawback to a Marvel game is that they would not have all costumes. They, they couldn't do it with that way. They, they, they could try. They could but try. It would take up a lot more. It, it would take up a lot more yeah. resources, and it would definitely mm -hmm. take a long, a longer time for the game. But they could have alternative colors. Uh, ba basically, modding the game would be hell on Earth. Yeah, for the modding community, but let's not talk about the modding community. It's about Arxism and the yeah. gra the groundworks of this game. A Marvel game could work, but when you said Marvel, I instantly thought, okay, Marvel versus Capcom, and then you shot that down. Something like Marvel versus DC that could also work if they ever decide to do something collaborative with Warner. But aside from that, like, yeah, Marvel in this install of Arc System that'd be great as long as it's one v one. Another alternative, yeah. if if Riot had. If Riot was open to doing that, they could have teamed up with Riot to do their uh their Project L fighting game. Mm -hmm. They could have Absolutely. easily done that, and honestly, that could have probably still done numbers. Whether it's not not only because it's League of Legends, but because it's Arc System doing League of Legends in their style. Western genre. Um, I mean. Theories. I keep thinking of shit like 
a Nickelodeon All Stars, like a multiverse is like a, not like a party game, but like a multi. What's the thing I'm looking for? A whole bunch of different media under one banner going into a game. So anything Cartoon Network related. I mean, there was people were talking about um the jump, uh, sto- uh jump. jump. Yeah, like jump, yeah, uh, but if they're force. talking like. Yeah, the no, coaster? I'm saying they, they could just make Jump Force actually good. Like years ago, before they did the whole Jump Force thing, they did have on the DS. I actually have the imported version of it. Some friends talking into it back in high school. It was um, Jump Ultimate Stars or something like that nature, where it uh, was J-, J Stars Ultimate or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that, something like that. And it was basically on the on the top screen. You had a almost Smash like fighter of four, you know, four v um, free for all type thing. On a versus, yeah, uh, kind of like a you know platform fighter that nature. You you fought in the panels as you hit on the wall. Eventually, the panels will break, and the idea was to go ahead and knock someone off that way. Uh, and then on the bottom of it, they had a really cool thing. Of the bottom of the DS was they had actual comic strip panels, and depending on the type of panels you would use, sometimes it would be an assist, sometimes it would be different versions of the fighter that were more powerful or weaker, and you could kind of like build out your own team of like, oh, do you want to have this many different fighters there to go ahead and use, or do you want to have one big fighter with all these power ups and assist on them? So stuff like that could be cool to see again with a group like our system behind it. But if they're talking like actual Western appeal and Western IPs, yeah. I don't think they'll go that route again. That's again, like yeah, my well. big thing with it would be to go ahead and, okay, let's go ahead and see their take on stuff like Marvel, like Star Wars. Basically, you know, um, what, let, let what me is... Let control for a second. Yeah, go ahead. The key thing is they want at least one game to be for the Western audience. Mm-hmm. Not saying a J-Star's Victory versus an Arc System isn't out of reach. Obviously. It's not what they're looking for currently. Honestly, I I'm loving what you're saying. I would love a like anime is being is getting more into the mainstream, even more so now, in a endemic slash a resurgent pandemic era. A lot more people watching anime. So seeing so hope hoping like either Cyber Connect or Arc System does something like J Star's Victory or a better Jump Force, please. Um, Wouldn't be hard. I mean, fuck, that'd be great. It would be great, but. Yeah. Western, yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, basically anything Disney. Just, just say Disney. Kinda, yeah. Ultimately, um, ultimately it's uh, Disney. You could do Marvel first and then add Star Wars characters as DLC, as long as it's like under the Disney banner. But yeah. ultimately, it's gonna be a Disney thing, unless they want to do something weird and it's like, okay, we're gonna do comic books that aren't like Marvel or uh, DC, kind of like Spawn, basically. Yeah. They could look and, into your IDWs, your image. Uh, so that gets you stuff horses. like, uh, yeah, Dark Horses. That gets you stuff like TMNT, uh, Invincible, stuff like that. Like, The Boys. Listen, listen. listen. I, you can get Butcher in there. You, 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 you can have get you, Have you Homelander. read the original, the original comic books? Uh, I started to, but I haven't okay. gotten through most of it. Okay. Listen, mm. My hesitation on that isn't that I think the boys is edgy anymore. It's it's more the it's just the comic versions. <laughs> Those are choices. Um, I mean, I've seen, I've read the other work from the dude called Cross, yeah. and that's fucked up as well. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, you want to get a Western audience, you want to go for a series that have an appeal. Boys has an appeal. Invincible has an appeal. Other comics like Spawn has an appeal. Uh, it's just going to be grasping at straws if you want to avoid Disney. Because yeah. as we've seen with Kingdom Hearts, Disney is kind of a bitch when it comes to wanting to work with them for a game. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But this excites me. The fact that they want to grab more IPs, let's fucking go. Like, even if it's other just video games. Like, fuck, I don't know. Mass Effect? Dragon Age? Let's go. Why not? Like, just grab whatever the fuck you want. I'll, I'll literally buy anything. I, Arx is my favorite fighting game developer, so I will literally buy anything they could go ahead and make. Like, I don't know. Hell, I if it is going to be anime, I want them to go series by series. I want them to go Naruto. I want them to go My Hero. I want them to go Bleach. I want them to go through all of that series by series. Not, not, not because I want, I don't want a combination title. That would probably lend itself more so to a team-based thing. But because I wanted to go through every one of those series and fucking destroy the arena fighter genre. I want that to be something no one ever wants to go back in, to. 
in all honesty, if you want something like that, I would not give it to Arc System. I would give it to CyberConnect. That's what I'm saying, though. I, I, want, I want them... No, I, I want them to still make their uh, 2D fighter itself, but I want them to grab all the licenses that currently all just like, oh, yeah, no, we'll just go ahead and make a, uh, another arena so like, fighter. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Yeah. If anything, yeah, just make another J-Stars victory, but get... Do an actual poll in both Japan and the U.S. of, okay, what's your most... What is your favorite character? You know in Shonen Jump where they have, like, popularity polls? Mm-hmm. Get the top five from each anime in Shonen Jump. I'm gonna say it could be it could be as stupid as fucking Conbeni's car in fucking Chainsaw Man. Just do that. Top five, put them in the game, and just make an insane fucking roster. I'm talking like over 200 character big roster. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. I'd pre-order that. I get the ultimate edition in a heartbeat. Please don't be one piece. Please don't be one piece. You don't need that. They're they're gonna have to. If you want popular anime. One piece is gonna is gonna be there. That's this team. All right, folks. Detective Conan will probably be in there. <laughs> oh boy, we've gone places, but ah, oh, I can't wait yeah, to again. Some Marvel, Marvel, there. Marvel. Give me Marvel. Give me what Midnight Suns could be if it was a fighting game. Yeah, why not? I'm saying, take the uh, IP from Score Enix and say, "Hold my beer, pussies." <laughs> oh no more Decidias. Uh let's see here. Alright. Okay, not Mark System Cyber Connect. Uh, yeah, let's finish this off because I'm going too I'm, we're going too far into this. We're going to uncharted waters. Oh, but it'd be such good waters. The pool the water's just fine out here, folks. Dreams. And we're a month away from JoJo. From the JoJo fighting game. I have heard mixed things about the, the remaster, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to it, only because I know people that want to fight me in that game, and I know that I'm going to be an asshole about that game. Alright, with I'm that, gonna... folks, though, we're going to go ahead and call it a night here. We could go on all night about this. That's why I wanted it for the end. But, whoo, boy. Whoo, boy. The the future looks bright. The future looks bright. I'm going to go play a narcissist game right now, probably. I don't know. Maybe. I, I kind of want to go to bed, too. Anyway. I was doing it earlier. As always... Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a good time. We enjoyed having you. We, I will be back here on the channel tomorrow. That's going to be twitch.tv slash CLSP. Uh, for the Wii U Trash Talk, we will be talking about uh, the funny, crunchy partnership gobbling up right stuff, the number one anime retailer for, for physical. So we'll have thoughts on that and, you know, more announcements, more uh, new dates, all that for you. Um Outside of that, I will be back with Minus on Thursday with our second VG Weekly Roundup of the week to go ahead and close out your week for you. And then we will have... Uh, actually, no, you know what? I'm, I apologize. I should have said it from the start. We will officially be having family break next week. So there will be no episodes next week. No episodes next week. We're taking a week off. It's my birthday month. And so I say, we shall rest. We shall rest. All right, then. Uh, this weekend, I again, I'm finding uh, three hopes. I can play other games. Maybe I'll stream some of that. Maybe I won't. It's likely going to be Stray or something like that. But just keep an eye on the socials. Uh, Ultima, for you. Uh, yeah, I said earlier, I came back to streaming. Earlier, I was streaming Multiverses, and I was streaming Guilty Gear Strive. I was getting my ass beat in Strive, but I was kicking ass in Multiverses. Tomorrow, I will not be streaming. Most likely. It depends. Uh, I got a very rough day at work ahead of me because I got some inspection to do. I got inspectors are coming in, and I'm going to be fucking drained. But if I do, it'll happen right after work. Aside from that, Thursday, I'll be streaming. Uh, I've been streaming Tomb Raider as well, so if you want to see me play through the first uh, remake Tomb Raider from Square Enix, an underappreciated game by Square Enix, come through. And also, September, uh, beginning of spooky season, I'll be playing horror games, so uh, all my streams will be at night instead of what I've been doing, which is like earlier in the day and some at night. So yeah, that'll be uh, fun to look forward to. Until then, uh, yeah, no, just check me out at twitch.tv slash ultimatejvdeath, and if you want to keep up when of when I'll be streaming... Hit me up on Twitter at UltimateJVDeath, the same at. That's all I got. Reminds me for spooky season. I wonder if I could squeeze out an RE4 run. Hmm. 
Look into that. You, would you want to do that for Spooky Season, or do you want to do that the month of its uh, remake release? I, I kind of want to do both for the sake that, that the remake's going to be slightly different, apparently. Or a, a good bit different. It'll so be a very can, good bit different. Yeah, so I want to like go ahead and kind of have the that first. I actually have not played RE4 since it first came out. Then on the GameCube. I would recommend playing it in October because the RE Village DLC comes out on October 28th. Shit, I got to play that, don't I? God damn it. Um, yep. We're doing, and I know I'll be doing a whole RE run throughout the month of February and March because, hey, I'm a big RE fan. RE4 is my first Resident Evil. So ha- being able to get the remake, you know, I'm going to do the whole run. Meaning yep. I have to run through seven for a third time. Fuck. Uh, we're skipping seven, going straight to uh, eight. It's eight. It's eight people. You're a um, pussy. You're a pussy. I'm not. So, so why the fuck are you skipping to eight? That's also first person. They're having their person mode. Yeah, at at the day of its release, not now. Now you can get their person via mods if you want to do that. No, that, kinda, I, thought, very, I thought eight was getting. No, the eight's getting the official eight, uh, third person. It mode. is eight is getting official third person mode the day of the DLC. Yeah. I mean, if you want to wait for the DLC, fine, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Yeah, no, I was saying, I, I, can, I can just wait for it. I don't, I don't mind it. You're also going to be missing a good chunk of the story from 7, because oh, that is important. I read that, I read that up some, some time ago. That's why I was cementing that. You know what? I really don't need to 7. Then you know what? Watch me play Resident Evil 7. I'll play it so that you won't. The, the wiki already got me there. Well, well, you know what? That's all discussions for I'm next time. I'm saying it to the audience. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, go, go watch Ultima. Where they watch you again? Uh, at Ultimate JV Death on Twitch and Twitter. All right, then. All right, folks. Again, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.